Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Top, coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Um, it's out on our webpage at ngscsports.com, as well as our Facebook page and Twitter handle. Your co-host, Simon, and my co-host, CJ, on the line. Say hello. Good evening. How's it going? I'm tired, man. Not gonna lie. I hear you. It's been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long day. I'd say taking naps is the best thing is is a is a jackass because when I take a nap, I I took a nap earlier. I've been so tired this week and and I can't I just I can't wake up. (laughs) Maybe I'm getting old or something, but uh, you know it's just that time of time of year right now. You know, go go go, and and the heat it's getting hot here again in Florida, 94 degrees today. Dang. Yeah, the heat's been brutal here this year. And I, we're in for a hot summer, but I love it. I love Florida. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, yeah, it was but, hot up here today, actually. But the thing is, it's humid, so it's not enjoyable, you know? Just, yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's sticky up here. Hey, I just want to say real quick, how about those Minnesota Twins, boys? I oh, tied for first? Yeah. First with the Royals? I, I know. Saw that. I can't believe it. Man, they turned the corner. They have turned the corner. Did they just Talk quit the Red the Sox? Story Hunter. Yeah, they just swept the Red Sox, right? This week. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They just swept five. Oh, good. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I would they, never uh, guess that. You guys are. Yeah. You guys been well, more yeah. Better. Considering we were outscored by like fifty to five runs in the first like week. Yeah. But it was just going to be a brutal season. But now they turned the corner. You know, we finally got an actual rotation going on now. So I think that was a big plus. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. I thought of you right away. I was reading that the other day. I, I knew they were playing well, but I didn't think they were playing that well. And I saw it in the standings. They're right behind Kansas City right now. Are they tied? Yep. Are they tied with Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, we're tied for first with wow. them right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a huge you know? come up. Man, Cubs come are playing up. pretty good, too. The Cubs aren't, I mean, you guys, I think, have more wins, but Cubs are playing pretty good. It's been so far so good. and. And, uh, you know, baseball is starting to get in the full effect. And hockey, we're down to two game sevens coming up the next couple of nights, which I can't wait because one of them is my favorite team, the Blackhawks. The other team is my hometown team, the Lightning, two series. So, be looking forward to those yeah. games in NBA. NBA, we're down to LeBron versus Curry. And then, but, you know, football, we're kind of, I know we're a football-based show, but we're kind of kind of slow right now with the OTAs. And um, But one story I noticed that, Really uh, took full effect the last couple of days is the uh, your boy Adrian Peterson. What's going on over there in Minnesota? Oh man, is he man? Does he need a bottle or something? Ridiculous. Jesus, ah, oh, it's what, ridiculous. He's just ranting and raving, <laughs> just being a baby at this moment. I mean, I'm starting to lose a little bit of respect for for what he's doing. I mean, I know the Vikings didn't really back him up too much in terms of his whole 
you know, child abuse case last year and all that, um, you know, just begging to get traded, which we didn't, we weren't going to offer up, but, you know. Yeah, not here. I mean, he, well, he's still, in, you're an NFL player, you're under contract, so you played out, you know. I mean, you got a huge contract a couple of years ago. Now you want another contract to finish out your career, if you want to call it. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, let's not forget, you got paid, you know, if you got paid like just over $700,000 per game last year, which you didn't even play in. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, he still has three years. Yeah, I mean, he still has three years left on, on the contract right now, which is at $45 million. So it's not... Not a bad contract, technically. I mean, I know he wants a little bit more guaranteed money is what he's crying about, but he's bitter. Yeah, I mean, that's what he is. That's all it is, bitter. Yeah, I agree. I think he's trying to wind his way out of town, trying to be so, you know, annoying and, and, you know, know, trying to be, you know, causing all this media stare with his demands. I know he went on Twitter, I guess it was, and, and whined, and I guess he just he wants to be traded. He's trying to force his way out, and I like how Mike Zimmer came out. Was it yesterday or today? And said, "Yeah, he's got to deal with it. He doesn't like it. He don't play first, and he don't play." And I like that. That was very stern, and 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 kudos to to, to your head coach, uh, Mike Zimmer, because that I was, like that. Yeah, I was just yeah, very, very right. put his foot down. On, yeah, he's uh, he's he's an old BS kind of a coach. So that's good. Cause and and he's not going to give in. I mean, no, can't expect. He's expecting just a huge lucrative contract, which is just pretty much more guaranteed money, like I said. And I mean, I don't know what, how much bigger, I mean, I don't know how much money he can really ask for. I mean, he's already 30 years old, you know. Wear and tear. I mean, wear and tear, he's already had, you know, a couple ACL tears uh, in his career. You know, he had one in college, he had one a few years ago. But could they offer him a little bit more money? I mean, they could if they really want him to play. But, you know, the thing is, he's, he's just being a baby about it. He's bitter. But I'm 99% sure come week one, he's going to play. Oh, yeah. He'll be in a Vikings uniform. I mean, if not, you know, don't play. There's just, <laughs> there's just no way he's not not going to play. I just can't see that in him. He, he loves the game. I mean, he's... He's one of the best to ever play the game in this position. I, I just, I really like Zimmer what he said because a lot of these athletes, especially star athletes, they get coddled a lot. You know, they really do. They give, they, you know, they they whine and they get what they want, and this ain't gonna, it's not gonna work in Minnesota. I mean, they said it. They said, you don't want to play for us, then he don't play at all. And that's that's the way it should be. You know, you you your name is on that contract. You can't get out. You deal with it. And, you know? and did you read all those Twitter rants? Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I can't. I, I couldn't believe it because AP didn't ever seem like he was that type of player or like that diva yeah, type. It was personality. It was, it was ridiculous. He sounded like he almost was, like a Terrell Owens type whiner, and that's like I, I never thought AP was that. I thought he stood up for more than I, that. I, I didn't think he would stoop no, that low. That's what I thought he was too. You know. Yeah. But I guess when it comes to money, I mean, you know. The bad side always comes out. Too bad because the last couple of years between this and then the whole incident that happened, I mean, 
he's really hurt his name a little bit. When he broke, when he had that year, was it 2012? When he had over 2,000 yards or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, he was people. He was in the news. I mean, people respected him, and it's just the last couple of years. Is is a you know, there's a stain on his name. I hate to say it. I mean. I mean, I mean, he wasn't even that bad. I mean, with the whole child abuse thing, you know, he sucked it up. He dealt with it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that he could do. I mean, considering the NFL gave him a suspension on the suspension list, but, you know, to, to now just keep, basically just keep you know, opening I know up he was the wound here. He was better to the Vikings. He believed in support him, which they didn't. And I can see where he's going from, but it's a double-edged sword with the Vikings. If you support him, you get, you know, people are going to be saying, oh, my God, they're supporting this guy for what he did, he abused the child. But then if you don't support him, you're going to make your superstar running back mad. So it was like a double-edged sword for the Vikings. And I hate to say it, I think they chose a safer route because, you know, I know my, my Chicago Bears are taking heat right now with Ray McDonald. I mean, this is a chance that you take sometimes. Um, well, the thing is, with, with him just being a baby, it just it just makes his name worse, you know? It makes his whole brand worse. I mean... People got over, I mean, pretty much everyone was over that whole child abuse case, at least in, in this area, you know, in, in the Midwest area. They were they were done with it. They said, hey, you know, everyone was thinking, yeah, okay, you, you, you served your punishment, that's it. Now let's move on. You know, once he got off the exemption list. No, was, I agree. I totally was just, yeah, and then it's like, like, but it's like now that he's ranting and raving and being a baby about it, like, now it's just making it worse, you know. Like you could have just turned the corner, made the clean slate, you know, get back into OTAs, whatever. You don't want to do OTAs, fine, whatever. Just at least you don't have to go ranting on Twitter about it. Like you, I mean, he's I never ran on his way to Dallas. I think he wants to be a cowboy, man. That was the rumor I heard. Yeah, I'm sure he. Well, I mean, he's from Texas, so uh, I, I could. I mean, I understand he wants to play for him, but. I don't think Dallas can afford them though at this point either. I mean, they have no, to make they... serious moves to, to open up some salary cap space there. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm over it, but I'm pretty sure come preseason he's going to be suited up. I just can't see him not being on the field. Oh yeah, you know? you know, the coaches come out, the GM has come out. They're not trading them. I don't think everybody would be lying at this point. Um, but you know, some guys are. I mean, if the right trade comes, if it involves draft picks, maybe they would do it. But I don't see it happening. He he will be a Viking this year. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, opening day, he'll be playing in the Minnesota Purple. There's, I yeah. can't see him playing as a mm-hmm. Well, what is he going to retire? Because that's pretty much his only other option. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you could just hold out every year, whatever you want to do. But you're not, you're not going to be able to play for another team. That's the thing. So if he doesn't play, you might as well just retire because if you're going to wait till three years comes up, you know, you're hitting 34 years old there at that time. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to last much longer in the league. No, there there was rumors too. I remember before the draft, this was way back, I heard Tampa Bay had interest in Adrian Peterson. That was, I don't know if did that, did that rumor float around the Minnesota area? Because it was, no, prevalent no, here. not really. Pretty much, I mean, it was pretty much Dallas, but I think because all the reports from here was basically 
no team could really afford it or was yeah. willing to pay that price. You know, and it's it's an expensive contract. That's I mean, nowadays we know we're running backs. Running backs are they're not the most important position anymore in the NFL. Um, yeah, they're not highly touted anymore. No, yeah. not like the quarterback or the wide receiver, even like even the left tackle or or defensive end, the pass rushing defensive end, or a shutdown yeah. corner. There's so many better running backs. If you're looking at the list, they're way down the list for for needs because a lot of teams feel if you have a strong offensive line, you can put any running back behind an offensive line and he can put up big numbers if the offensive line is open in holes. So that's that's yeah. I think what when teams and they see how running backs are breaking down so quick too. You know the the uh, lifetime of a running back in the NFL is it's not very good. I mean, so running back it's not, not long. Yeah, it's not long. Not long. Uh, last week we missed the show. We had some uh, issues, and I apologize to everyone out there. But uh, a while back, uh, a while ago, Robert Kraft came out saying that he was just willing to take that punishment. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, just to touch base on that again, since we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. I was shocked. I thought he's, I thought the Patriots were going to fight that, losing, you know. He was in a first rounder and then a fourth rounder, and it was a million dollars. I thought, I thought Kraft would want to fight this, but but that I'm hearing is like there's definitely some, I guess, animosity with him and and the commissioner. Uh, they're not really on good terms at the moment. And but yeah, I was kind of I was shocked. I thought the Patriots would maybe want to fight it. Uh, they basically, you know, didn't appeal it. But as for Tom Brady, we'll have to see. What happens with him? I mean, I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think it's going to get overturned. No, I don't either. I, I can't I see it at happening. At this point, at this point, especially since Robert Kraft isn't fighting that issue, and then even what, like a few days after that, Belichick wasn't even had didn't want anything to do with it. I mean, he was pretty much didn't believe Tom Brady's whole deflategate about what he was saying. I mean, he said that in the interview. He, was pretty much not backing him up because I think he knew that something was wrong. You think? Did you were you surprised Kraft didn't fight it? Because I mean, you're talking about losing a first round of next this coming year in a draft, and then and then a fourth round of what the following year. Those are two pretty big draft picks. I mean, especially the first rounder, and you know, fourth rounders. That I just I don't think they wanted to fight it because I think they would they they knew that in the end they would have probably lost. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. was the big thing. Because then if he did fight it and they will lose, then it would have created even more, you know, media aspect about it. Like, oh, you guys fought it. You didn't win. You guys actually cheated. Then you mm-hmm. could say, you know, the whole Super Bowl tainted. I mean, at this moment, you know, they won the Super Bowl, take the punishment, get out. I mean, that's kind of what, what Robert Kraft is doing. And, and a million bucks, yeah, it's a lot. But the Kraft, it's, you know, it's... it's Small amount, technically, even though that first, even though draft picks hurt a little bit, but they're willing to. Hey, I guess you can take that punishment if you just win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, Not worth it. Nice choice. But uh, yeah, in terms of everything that's happened with with that whole organization, I, I don't think Tom Brady's four game is going to get overturned at this moment. I just don't see it happening. Because nobody no, I... seems to, <laughs> no one in that organization is wanting to fight this battle anymore, you know? Everyone's trying to, trying to get it cleaned out and just move on. But 
caught with their head in the cookie jar. You can't really <laughs> you get caught. They got to they got to own up to it now at this point. There's nothing. I mean, you can't. There's too much evidence against them. I mean, it's not nothing's going to get overturned. And what do you think about uh, speaking on in terms of the, the commissioner? Would you see Joe Horn? I heard the ex wide receiver, ex New ex New Orleans Saints, say that uh, he called him compared Goodell to the devil and all that. Did you see that? Uh, I saw part of it. I didn't see the full report. Yeah. Wow. Harsh, harsh uh, statement about the <laughs> commissioner. I guess the commissioner is just if there was a if there was a vote by the players. And like you know how you do the uh, the, the vote for the president <laughs> to see I mean like the percent to see how you know how, how many people like him and all that. I, I think uh, Goodell would be like under fifty percent. I think a lot of players just want him out. I think I I think the guy's been terrible as a commissioner. And I mean I don't I wouldn't go as far as what Joe Horn said, but I think that's a lot of thoughts of I think what Joe Horn said is a belief of uh, and thoughts of what the players are actually thinking too. A lot of the players in the league. Well, I'm. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing that that nobody knows about. I mean, we know what kind of commissioner he is. I mean, it's all about. It's very contradictory, you know, to, to what he's doing. I yeah. mean, there's. He's trying to say that it's you know there's no more. It's all about put up and shut up. It's you know they're not gonna they're not gonna take any more crap or they're gonna handle all the punishments fairly. But it's just been complete chaos in terms of how he's kind of about it, you know? So, I, I mean, I, I agree with partially what they're saying. You know, I think he's, he's so wishy-washy. He's always trying to cover his own butt because he makes the wrong decision. And he's greedy. You know? I mean, he's making a ton of money. We know that. And we know he doesn't want to lose that job or the money that comes with it. And so he's trying to do everything he can to to get it back on track. I mean, but nobody likes him. I mean, he keeps watching the draft. Every time he came out, everyone's just booing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was raining. And it's not, I mean, it's been, it's been like that for the last few years now, every time. And, you know, when, Paul Tagliabue was commissioner. You didn't hear boos. Paul, Paul Tagliabue was a good, uh, he was a good commissioner. He really was, if you think about it. Uh, very well-liked. He wasn't pompous. Goodell is very pompous. He comes off as a, pompous guy and greedy guy and I never liked him. I really I think he's such a hypocrite on so many matters, you know. And yeah. uh, I just don't think he's right for the job. I don't think he can handle it. I think the owners only like him because of the money he's generating and all that for that owners, but that's about it. That's all he's done for the owners. I mean, other than that though, the the league, I mean, he's made, kind of made the league a mockery in certain kind of matters. You know, I I just I don't know. I just think I don't know when does he have a contract eventually that's up, and then we—I mean, do they vote him out? I mean, how does that work for the new commissioner? You know, I don't know the exact protocol on what they do. I—I I don't. I, I have no idea actually. I never really looked into it. Um, I thought he had a certain amount of years for sure. I thought that's how they did it, but I don't know exactly the the length or or the stipulations that come with it. Yeah, I've never really looked into it. It's interesting. We should look into that, though. That's why next time, maybe the next show, we'll definitely bring that up again. But I, uh, I honestly don't know the exact situation of, of what it takes to, to the, the length of time. Yeah, I wonder how that works. If there's a vote, you know, I mean, I wonder how that matters. I, I'll have to Google that because I'm curious now about 
being a commissioner in the NFL or any sport, you know, like how does that work? Like, um, because I think this guy's good as gone. I just think he's he's messed up and dropped the ball in so many, you know, issues in the NFL. The Ray Rice thing. Oh, you know, there's a lot. I mean, he he did yeah. wrong. I mean, I don't know. I just think the popular vote for him is just with the fans and players is bad. I mean, like you said, the guy every pick the guy went up. The guy it wasn't just a little bit of booze. It was. He was getting uh, rain booze. I mean, it was yeah. it was loud. It was almost like, you know, like like A Rod when he's going up the bat for the Yankees on the road. He was like to that degree. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's still you know people love the controversy. They love that media aspect, you know. So it gives him something to rant and rave about in terms of, you know, he's not popular, but he's he's always you know he's always a hot topic. So it kind of goes both ways too for him. Yeah, he is. You uh, know, he's always in the news. I've never seen a commissioner so much in the news. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't even know how long Fidel will last. Actually, in the NFL, but made his money—that's for sure. He's, he's made the owners' money. That's one thing helping him. And he has—I mean, the NFL has become such a billion-dollar juggernaut. I mean, with a TV contract, what it pays, and. uh I mean, it's just the NFL has just become, I mean, what soccer is to the rest of the world. That's our, yeah. you know, that's what the NFL is. I mean, the Super Bowl is like a national holiday. It really is, if you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the, I mean, it's, it's the largest viewing uh, on cable TV, literally. You know, I mean, people yeah. people make plans for this months ahead of time. And then look at what companies pay for commercials for the Super Bowl, for 30-second oh, spot in the Super Bowl, ridiculous. millions and millions of dollars. I mean, yeah. it's just the money. Yeah. It's just unbelievable that's getting thrown around. And and uh, yeah. it really is. It's And what these players get paid. And, oh, my God, it's just it's unbelievable, all that money. I wish I had I wish I had a third of it. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> like a percent of it, you'd be pretty rich. That's why I don't get it. These guys get paid so much money, like like the whole Ray McDonald situation, which we'll be talking about in a few. Um, they get paid so much money, and and they 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 crap it away. They you know it's like they they don't realize how good they have it to play sports. You're getting paid millions of dollars. I mean, any sport, not just football, basketball, hockey, baseball, and even golf or any. If you're a professional athlete, yeah, I mean, you're you're. I would be you know kissing the floor <laughs> that I've made it to that level like money wise and you're set for life if you if you if you're smart with your money if you invest it well. Um well you don't even have to invest it. I mean man <laughs> I have to do is just put it in a bank. Well for some athletes you know? Me, you know, the one thing I couldn't believe though mm-hmm. once was I read was Mike Tyson, who I'm a huge fan of. Not the I'm not a fan of Mike Tyson the person, what he did in the past. I mean we know the guy's been a troublemaker, but as a boxer, I'm talking about Mike Tyson, the boxer. I was a huge fan of him as a kid. I, I, I just loved the way he'd go in and want to knock people's head off. But I read a right. story about five years ago. Um, I don't know how he's doing money situation now, but the guy was filed for bankruptcy. And I said to myself, how the hell did he go bankrupt? I mean, the money he made in fights and all that, there's no possible way. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not the smartest either. Yeah, a lot of the players aren't, aren't not saying dumb, they're just not as, they're not 
educated, especially when it comes to money. Right. Because a lot, you know, let's face it, a lot of the African-American players, they grow up in poverty, you know? I mean, in, in, in low-income aspects, low-income housing. So when they get a ton of money, it, you know, it's like the same people that, that win the lottery. I mean, think about all the people in the, that won the lottery that's gone broke or have all those, you know, money issues. Like, it's it's, it's amazing because they, they don't know how to handle the money because they've never had it before. Yeah, I, I sure see that. Though. You're right, not just, not just special athletes, but, you know, celebrities and all that go bankrupt. And Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, you, you have that money and you almost feel like you're invincible. You can buy whatever you want and then, you, you know, people reach off you and all that. You know, even sometimes close family. Once they find out you're rich, you you got a bunch of cousins you don't know about, you know? <laughs> So, yeah. you know, that's how it is. You're right. It's just, you know, but the, the whole going back to the NFL, though, that, I mean, it's just what that what the NFL generates, just just like a, even stuff they sell, like apparel for fans, you know, jerseys and, and clothes, that, you know, officially licensed products. It's 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 amazing what how much sports has become such a juggernaut. I mean, the money that sports generates, not just, like I said, not just football, every sport. Uh, well, I mean, can you even imagine what the markup is for just an NFL jersey that you buy? Right. You know, if you spend like 150 bucks on a jersey, I mean, it's, I guarantee it's probably like a good 700% markup, you know, oh, in terms yeah. of profit Easy. margin. You know, Easy. I mean, it's probably costing like 10 bucks to make at most. Yeah, not even that probably, but I mean, it's a huge markup, you know, just just for logos. And you're paying, you're basically paying for a logo that you could almost, you, you know, you could just print off on the internet. But obviously that doesn't work the same way. But yeah, I mean, it's just like NFL apparel, I mean, I can't imagine the markup on that stuff. It's got to be ridiculous. Just for apparel. I mean, how easy is it to, to make a hooded sweatshirt with the logo on it and sell it for 50 bucks? You know, you see it all the time. Uh, speaking of Ray McDonald, though, what do you think, huh? Did the Bears act too soon about letting him go? What an ass clown. I hate to say that. Pretty much jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, you know, and Ryan Pace, the GM, has done some good moves. But that's, it seemed like when they signed him, they, I think Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, who they got from the Niners, pursued that kind of foster. Ray McDonald is a good player, but I don't think they really did their homework too much on him. Um, I think they could have done more, when you, especially when you're dealing with domestic violence with this guy. You know, now it's a serious matter. And it just seems like George McCaskey, the, the president of the team, just, you know, basically gave a stamp of approval after talking to him. You know, he had a talk with, with Ray McDonald, and his, I guess Ray McDonald came with his family, his mom and stuff, and and, and, that's, and basically Ray McDonald gave his word that he was going to, you know, be a model citizen for the Bears, and it didn't take long, 60 days, I think I read it was, 62 days, and the guy gets arrested, released, and then he gets arrested again two days later for violating a restraining order. Well, guys, it's not, well, weren't it's they not saying, like, one, I thought one of, like, the executives at the top was saying was completely against signing Ray McDonald. 
Well, McCaskey was until he sat down and talked to him and he got his word that he was going to be a model citizen, basically, when he had that talk with him. I guess it was like an hour. They had an hour sit down. Um, and the guy basically told him I made a mistake, you know, and and basically said it in so many ways it wasn't his fault because I remember he countersued the woman and and he gets arrested again. I guess this he's just not a good guy. I mean, that's unfortunately we look at these athletes, professional athletes, as heroes. These kids re- revere them as role models, and you know they become legends. But some of these athletes. Well, <laughs> Some of them are not good people. Well, I mean, he got he got charged for probably the two worst things right now in the NFL, which is domestic violence and child endangerment. You yeah. know, like I mean, with everything that's gone on in the past past eighteen months in the NFL, I mean, those are probably the two worst things that you could even get yourself tied into. And this guy's out control. He bashed the door in. I kicked the door in. I heard. Um, he, yeah, he kicked the door in and I guess tried. Like, I, I assume, did he hit the woman who was holding the baby or something? Or was, I, why I, don't, I, didn't, the baby? I didn't get the exact report. I don't know. It was cloudy. So it was something like he, that. Yeah, and he and then I see his mugshot. He looks totally like on something in the mugshot. I don't know if you saw his mugshot. From the no, first I didn't. Arrest. No. He looks like he's on something. And, and good for the Bears to release him right away, you know. Some people said, well, maybe they should have waited for the facts and all that. They released him right away, and that's that's good. I mean, this this guy's a real, you know, real, you know, dirtbag in my eyes. Um, there's no need for that. Domestic violence is a very serious matter, and and at least the Bears learned their mistake, and it's too bad now because it hurts them because this guy was going to be a integral part of the defensive line this year because um, he is a good football player, and, and he knows Vic Fangio's system, that 3-4 that they ran in San Francisco. So he was, they had high expectations for him this year. And, and I really thought the guy was going to come around. I saw when they, when he first signed with the Bears, I saw him talking to reporters and he said, he's happy to get a chance and he's not going to mess this up. He's, he's happy to be playing for a historic franchise like the Bears and, and he feels wanted and he likes the locker room. And then he goes and does this. And then on top of it off, he gets arrested two times in three days. So, yeah, uh, he, he won't be playing for a team this year, though. That I that that I can you can take that to the bank. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's gonna ever be able to play. Who's gonna take yeah. a, Who's gonna take a risk? You know, I wouldn't sign him. Would you if you were a team? Say that again. I wouldn't sign him if I was a team. Oh, I would I wouldn't sign him. No, no, not not after all that. You know, I mean. That that domestic violence back, I think, in, in what I mean, prior to last season that he had, I mean, yeah, it got dismissed and all, but it's still a red flag that he was even involved in, in something of that sort. You know, I mean, I, I don't think I would ever, I don't think I could take a risk on, on a guy like that at this moment. I mean, back, I mean, you get arrested twice in three days. You know, he learned his lesson. He goes back over there. Well, it's like, yeah, you get out of jail and then you do the same thing. You try to do the same. You know, like what? I, I don't even understand. It's just crazy to me. Well, I saw how I learned about it. The whole first arrest for Ray McDonald was I was on Twitter and I follow a lot of Bears fans and somebody said something about Ray McDonald. They didn't say what happened. They just said something about him. Um, basically, that he's a jackass. And I'm like, oh boy, what? Happened? I knew right away something happened. You know, and I, I tweeted that person, they said, sure enough, 
check the news. They send a story, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, are you serious? I would never. I thought, you know, when you're a player and you get a second chance, especially in the league, that you don't get three chances usually in the NFL. You get a second chance, and then you do this. And, you know, too bad because the guy, guy's a good football player, but he has no values in life. And it's really sad that he would, he would again, put himself in this situation and then to go back and get arrested again. I mean, the, guy, the guy's not smart. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to get a second shot. That's no. Actually, a third shot. <laughs> a third shot, yeah. I mean, I think he got a second shot, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it's a big hole, though, because this is the guy that you were technically expecting to fill that gap. Yeah, it, it was big because they had him set for one of the um with the three four. He was set to play one of the ends because they're moving Jared Allen to an offensive. I mean, to a outside linebacker. You know. Yeah. Do you, Do you um, think Do you think your Bears would have gone a different route if knowing, or if they if they didn't have Ray McDonald there in the draft? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They they have him on the on the depth chart basically. He's going into you know camp this year. He's he's a starter. He was supposed to be a starter. So yeah, it messes it really messes things up. Um, they had high expectations for him. They really did. And and I I haven't heard what Vic Fangio had to say because the guy really he put his heart out for him. I think he he really gave his vote of confidence to you know Ryan Pace the GM that this kid you know. He's not a bad kid type thing, you know. He's just, you know, messed up a little bit. He messed up, you know, messed up in that situation. But, you know, give the kid a chance. And then he hasn't said much. But I, he's, it's going to bother him because, you know, everyone put their neck in the line for this kid to bring him in, you know. And, right. uh, and for him to do that, I mean, it's just it's not right. It really isn't. And, and it hurts the Bears. He really did hurt him. And I like what um what Kyle Long said on a tweet. He, all he said was in big, big letters, good riddance. That was his tweet when he heard about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so. Oh, well, you guys got some holes still. They're still got yeah, some and then holes we got there. Top it out on offense. Martellus Bennett won't show up to OTAs. He's he's kind of bitter, I guess, that his he wants to be paid more because he set the Bears record for tight end for uh, catches last year. So yeah, uh, okay. He had he had one. That that was his first. Pretty much, he had his career year last year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to duplicate what he did last year, this yeah, year, or or ever in the future. Jason, you're right. He's wanting to be paid like a high-paid tight end after one season, and I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's just not... And he has a contract not, right now. His contract's not up, so I don't blame the Bears for not giving him to his yeah. demands or wanting to give him a pay raise. I mean, he signed a contract, and you fulfill it. And once your contract's up, then you get paid again. Get paid more yeah, and it's it's not like he's a young kid either. You know, he's been in the league for a long time now. I mean, I think what sixth, seventh year, something like that. I mean, he spent a few years down in Dallas. You know, spent a few years now with your Bears, so it's not like he's young yeah. and up coming. But oh, I know. Only good thing that happened this week with the Bears, because uh, we saw, like I said, about the uh, the old Ray McDonald, the Martellus Bennett was a uh, Matt Forte reported the OTAs. He missed some of the, uh, you know, some of the non-mandatory practices they were having. You know, he, he sat out a few, and people are starting to panic that maybe, oh, is 
wanted to get paid more and all that, but he showed up to OTAs. So um, that was one good thing this week. And we'll see. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, if there's a bear that should get paid more, it should be Matt Forte. Yeah, he's a, he's a hard one. Really, you know, he really he really is. And but the Randy Donald thing was was they can say what they want the Bears, but they know that that was that burned them because you know you're getting so close to training camp right now. I mean, we're already at the end of May. Next Monday's June first. Yeah, training camp's a month a month and a half away, and and you know teams are starting to you know put their depth charts together going into camp. Oh. And and this guy, we're talking about this. If this arrest, like you said, happened in March or something, then you could draft something. But you know, the draft's over. Right. How teams look right now is basically how they're going to look probably towards the season. So, and this guy is a projected starter, and for him to do this this close to training camp, it's very selfish, and it, and it hurts the Bears, like you said. Uh, they had him high expectations. I mean, because you, the guy's not a role player. The guy is actually. He's a, he's a good player. I mean, he, when he played for San Francisco, he made the Pro Bowl yeah. one year. He's a good yeah. player. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about the rule change for that for the whole extra for the point after? Oh my about God. that? They're setting it back now to the fifteen yard line. Why well, mess up to that? Not broken. I always, you know, I I don't get it. I I I think it's stupid. I know a lot of people said the same thing I said. Why fix something that's not broken? I I just don't understand why. You know. <laughs> I mean, what do you feel about that? I mean, why change the rules? I mean, <clears throat> they're gonna bring it all the way back there, you know, and it's gonna become like a what? I think it's like a thirty-two yard field goal, pretty much attempt. I think something like that, right? They might as well just get rid of it. They might as well just say, hey, you score a touchdown, you go for two-point automatically. Yeah. You know. Might as well. I, I, I think that's the way they should do it if they're going to they're gonna do this. I mean, that's not a, you know, a 30-yarder is not a pure gimme. You know, it's not going to be a piece of cake just, you know, especially when it comes to, like, you know, November, December, I mean, January, you know, like, Snowy weather, wind blowing, cold. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a difference maker. So I think it's gonna it'll be interesting to see how the coaches go about it, especially I mean, considering you have to think about it after every touchdown. So I see two point conversions at rapid rate this year. So say that again. Cutting out on me. You you might see a lot of two point conversions this year. <laughs> yeah, which should be yeah. kind of exciting. I mean, it yeah. makes it more entertainment value. Yeah, because the know, extra point, people don't even watch it. People don't even pay attention to the extra point. Half of the time, they won't even show the extra point. They'll show the player that scored a touchdown, and then they'll show the the kick is good, it'll be late, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they always show a replay of the touchdown. Yeah, you're right, they do. <laughs> I mean, nobody watches. Because it's pretty much, it's like 99% automatic, you know? It's, yeah. It's rarely, you barely miss an extra point, and... But the defense can score on, on, you know, they can score as well for the two points if they block it or, or return it or something. You know, it's not just a dead play. It's, you know, if you go for a two-point conversion and they pick it off and return it, that's two points for them. So that's kind of neat too. So not that it's going to happen too much, but you never know. But, no, I think they should just get rid of the extra point then. They should just make it a mandatory two-point conversion. I mean, what's the point? 
going to make him bring it back all the way to, you know, to take a 30-yard field goal. I can see what's happening. I mean, like you said, the, the extra point is all so automatic. I mean, it's pretty much, what do you see, maybe about maybe 10 missed a year? <laughs> I mean, on all the extra points. And, and maybe he's trying to add a little drama and excitement to the game, but I don't know. I, I, I'm like a traditionalist. I hate when rules get changed and all that. You know, I'm like kind of old school. I don't like change. <laughs> so, to me, it's – but I might change my mind. Maybe when it starts happening and you see it. I mean, things that change, you see, in sports, sometimes I'm not I think, for it. And then, I, you know, I, would, I wasn't I'd, for the draft moving on it. Thursdays. You know, like when the draft moved to Thursday nights, I was against it, and now I love it. So maybe I'll change about right. this. Yeah, I mean, watching two-point conversions all the time, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, could add some drama. You know, I think that'll that'll definitely change the game because you, you only get one shot. You know, it's, it's do or die for that two points. So, and then, and then it makes a huge difference. You know, because then you're going from six to eight, right? You know, and then you make two of those. Well, then it's not just a field goal possession; it's a touchdown possession. It'd be fun to see what. Chip Kelly type like calls for those type of two point conversions. You might see a lot of some uh, trick plays from Chip Kelly with the type of yeah. stuff he runs. Oh, uh, he's gonna probably just run Tim Tebow at the two yard line. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Tim Tebow would just become the two point specialist. You know, <laughs> but it'll be interesting. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like it, but the whole moving back to the actual extra point attempt. Man, just get rid of it if you can do that. I don't understand it. I don't think it's necessary. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. other, other news, I mean, a lot of OTAs going on. Uh, Ryan Clady, left tackle for the Broncos, is going to be out for this coming season with an ACL pair. Which I, mean, I think is going. This is a huge loss for Peyton Manning, uh, especially. I mean, just for that offense now, since they're going to be turning into that zone run block team. You know, you've got to have a left tackle, and you've yeah. got to protect Peyton Manning. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be hard to fill that hole. For the Broncos, but um, on. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall moves in with Geno Smith. Yeah, that's that. Oh, that's kind of weird. I think that's a little unnecessary. I don't know what you, yeah. what you think about it. Uh, Marshall's an interesting guy. At <laughs> least he's a great player. I miss him on the Bears, but I don't know. Him moving with Geo Smith. Geo Smith's not going to be the quarterback this year, regardless if uh, Joe Damon moves in with him. You know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> he's basically, I mean, they basically said it in so many ways that He's not the quarterback this year. I mean, that, it's going to be... Well, Chance Daly, Chance Daly came out saying Geno Smith is the starter. Like, there's no question about oh, it. Oh, Wow. Yeah. I mean, Chan Daly, that's, yeah, he came out saying Geno Smith is our guy. Now, Todd Bowles, on the other hand, wasn't as assuring about that. Um, Todd Bowles was saying, for the moment, he's technically the first rep starter, you know, first team rep. Uh, it's technically his job to lose, but he hasn't. It's not a hundred percent penciled in that he's going to be the starter. But don't you think, though, season. if you're the Jets, I mean, we know Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a superstar, but don't you think he gives them a better chance to win? 
than Geno Smith in my mind. I think he does. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is is pretty much a short-term fill-in if Geno Mm -hmm. Smith sucks. It's really what it's going to come down to. And if he sucks for the first two games, I'm pretty sure I guarantee Fitzpatrick will be in there. But they also got Bryce Petty, right? Something? Right, yep, yep. They got yeah, Bryce Petty. Good young quarterback? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Brandon Marshall is all all in on Geno Smith, though. He's praising yeah. him like he's, uh, you know, he's, he's got all the tools and all the throws in the world. Brandon Marshall, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to hype up the whole team, his teammate. We'll see. We'll see if Geno Smith's a quarterback and Brandon Marshall's not getting the ball, and we'll see if that changes in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one, though. That's for sure. Like last year, he, he was dragging the ball yeah. so much. He brought Cutler, and Cutler's going to be the MVP, and then when Cutler wasn't playing good and giving the ball, he turned his back on Cutler. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, Marshall, is, he is kind of a eclectic kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's out there. Got a little he bit, really is. Got a little bit odd things going on over there. Yeah. He's a little high and low. I've seen him. Marshall, sometimes it, he'll be with the media and he's so nice. And, and then sometimes he's just, you know, he can change. He he can turn from high to low pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's to that. But I respect that. the fact that he has the, the fire. He has he wants to win. And I, it's not an act. The guy sometimes is very outspoken because he wants to win. I mean, he's got that fire in him that he wants to, you know, and I respect that. I love players like that. I wish there was more players like that, but sometimes he goes a little over the top, you know, challenging fans on Twitter to a fight and, and you know, <laughs> throwing his teammates under the bus a lot. I mean, you know, sometimes he goes over the top, but I respect his uh, his will to win. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much make or break year for Chino Smith. Third year coming up, he has. Oh yeah, this is it. This is it for him. I mean, he's got a 38.4 QB rating over his past two seasons, which is horrific. You know, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. It's all going to lie on him because that that team is is stout. I mean, they are stacked, especially that defense. I mean, they got offensive players too, but. His expectations this year for the Jets extremely high, but it's going to come down to Geno Smith. You know, yep. he's at the helm. I mean, I guarantee you, he won't be the quarterback all year. I guarantee you, he'll he'll play bad enough to lose his job. That's if he's his opening day starting quarterback. I think, I honestly think what's going to happen is this: he might be the opening day quarterback, and then and then he plays bad. Fitzpatrick takes over. And then I think by the end of the season, if the Jets are not in contention, you could see uh, Bryce Petty. You really could. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. If they're, if they're out of playoff contention, yeah, I think they completely move on from Geno Smith. I mean, I think that's the end of the rope for him. Oh, I actually agree with you. Um, other news, Jameis Winston getting high praise. Uh, out of the Tampa Bucks organization, you're down in that area. What are they yeah. saying out there about Winston? Yeah, I guess teammates are raving about him. About uh, you know, I heard he's having you know, he's he's running the offense already, and and the players are speaking out saying that this guy they love his intensity, they love his his will to win, and 
he's in the playbook constantly. So maybe maybe this guy's seen the light. Well, I don't know. Well, time will tell. If how many wins? Out, if if how many wins are you expecting out of Jameis Winston? I'm, I'm curious. This, the Bucks are. It's really hard to say. They they really didn't address that offensive line. They drafted that guy in the second round. Uh, uh, what was his name? Um, the left tackle from Penn State. Um, I'm having mental laps right now, but they drafted a left tackle in the second round. Um, I don't know how it's going to be. I mean, it was a Donovan Smith, I think his name was, the left tackle. Um, they really didn't address the offensive line. That's what I worry about. Uh, they got the wide receivers, as we know, you know, Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans. Uh, I mean, running back position, uh, you know, Doug Martin hasn't been the same player since a rookie. Since the rookie, they got Charles Sims. Defensively, I think they'll be stronger. I really do. Uh, love these defense. I think with you know McCoy and Levante David, and you know, I, I think it's hard to say. I, I think they can. It really can't get much worse because they went two and fourteen last year. So can't get unless you go one and fifteen or not win a game. Uh, I'm gonna say they win. I would say he wins. Who? What you put the what would you put the over under at? Oh boy, I'm gonna say they go they win six games this year, right? Six games. But, but I let's just put it this way: I'm gonna say six and ten right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went three and thirteen, or I wouldn't be surprised if they went nine and seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, six games. That's that's close to. I mean, that's getting up there to to half their games. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. I mean, obviously that division isn't the strongest, you know. So they're they're lucky that it's they're in a weaker division, right? Um, considering how weak it was last year, I mean, it was a terrible division last year. Six um, games, maybe I could see that. I don't know. I guess it depends on on how fast he picks it up. You know, but yeah. I would I would probably take the under on the six. It depends how the division is too, because last year that division was so bad it took eight wins to win the division. That's another thing. I mean, we don't know how the division is going to be. If it's going to be as bad as it was last year, it's going to be better. I don't. I mean, I, the thing is, those teams didn't get much. But I think. I mean, I think Falcons are going to be at the top. So. Yeah, Dan, I like the Dan Quinn hires head coach. Um, I think he's going to – that defense was so bad, that secondary last year. I think Dan Quinn is going to fix that team a little bit defensively. Yeah, I think they're – I think they're – in terms of the offensive prowess, I think the Falcons are – Well, with the Saints. Ahead. Saints lost a lot of – you know, losing Jimmy Graham, and then they lost Kenny Stills. But Graham is they – they're going to feel that. There's no doubt. They can – there's no way. I mean, you take away his absence – from that offense, I mean, it, that offense is going to take a huge hit this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Saints are going to be like. They're kind of, they're kind of a dark horse team. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to expect from them this year. You know, I mean, previous years you kind of knew what you were going to expect, except except for last year. I mean, they just played so awful. But I like the CJ Spiller. I think that that's a huge, mm-hmm. a huge another dynamic aspect to that game. Uh, especially for Drew Brees. I mean, he can definitely utilize pass-catching running back like that. He's a home run hitter at the same time. Um, yeah, CJ Spill is a good pickup for them. You know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know if, if 
if Drew Brees can throw the ball 500 times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the route they're going to go or not. And I thought they were trying to get back to that running game because uh, Sean Payton was all over about trying to bring back, you know, a solid defense, solid running game. But that offensive line ain't good either, you know. Not the best offensive line. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, who's going to see? With how offensively they're going to, how they're going to be. Because, I mean, I was shocked they, tra- they traded Jimmy Graham, and then I was shocked they traded Kenny Stills because he's a young receiver, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I was surprised about those two. I mean, especially and they, Graham. and they didn't fill really any any holes in that offense, really. Well, they got that kid you know? in his second year, which is the wide receiver from Oregon State, which is uh, uh, the rookie last year. Yeah, you're talking about um, Brandon Cook. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of they have um well, you have, high you expectations have for him. Colson, I believe there. You have Brandon Cooks, but they didn't they really didn't go after people in terms of free agency or in the draft for the offense. I mean they didn't really re, they didn't get any stout tight end to re, to replace Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, they didn't get a third third wide out technically just to fill in pretend skills. I mean, they picked up C.J. Spiller, but it's not well, it's not the same team that they, they're used to having. You're right, so I can see Atlanta winning that division. I'm thinking about the teams. Carolina really didn't do much to improve themselves this year in the offseason. Tom, what did you think about Cam Newton and his quote? Um, did you see that report? He said, no, uh, what was it? No, what was that quote he was saying? Uh, I'm trying to be someone that no one has been. And that no one has ever been. Did you read that? No, I didn't see that quote. Yeah, so he came out saying, came out saying, I'm trying to be someone that no one has ever been. <laughs> What's that trying to be a quarterback <laughs> that no one has ever been. Which, I mean, people just, I mean, they just, they just tore him up, you know. Oh, I don't because, blame him much. Because it was, Probably the the most oddest, but the most ironic quote for a guy that's at his stage of his career, you know, which is basically, you know, a couple playoffs, you know, that's about it. I mean, yeah, he, he's got talent, but, you know, people just went out saying, oh, you're trying to be some, you know, average quarterback. You're trying to be what? Uh just a playoff team quarterback, like, it, it was just ridiculous. Like, people were going off about it because it's, it just made no sense. He's trying yeah, to be that someone that, that, that no one has ever been, but he's nowhere near close to even being a, an elite quarterback first off. You know, he made it seem like he's trying to be some, like, the best player on earth, but nowhere close to being even even – a great quarterback yet. No, I, don't even, I wouldn't say know. he's great. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's not nowhere near the elite. You know, I mean, he's got a got a unique skill set for the position, but I, I don't see anything in terms of. Yeah, I mean that 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 quote was just ridiculous. I mean, trying to be some, I'm trying to be someone that no one has ever been. 
I'm going to be, yeah, something like that. It was along those lines. I can't exactly remember, but it was, it was terrible. I mean, people were just knocking on him left and right about that. Well, like you said, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, though. Yeah, and I mean, I I do like that they got what's his name that that other that that wide receiver though. He's like six six or something. I uh, what's his name? His punches punches they picked up in the draft. So he's got some big targets, so that's for sure. Yeah, he's got Greg Olson. The tight end, who's a big target. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, Benjamin. yeah, yeah, Calvin Benjamin's got to get better. I mean, he can't drop passes either as many as he did in his rookie season. I mean, he still had a stellar rookie season. Don't get me wrong, but it should have been better in terms of, especially the drops that he had in the red zone. I mean, those were huge. So, I don't know. A lot of lot of gifts and whatnot. So, how many wins are you expecting for your Bears this year? Over and under now. Uh, I, I hate to say it. I mean, looking at the division, I'm going to say we know Green Bay is the best team in the division. I think Minnesota might be the second. Detroit-Chicago, I think, could be pretty even, um, especially with Detroit losing Sioux. Uh, I'm going to say the Bears – well, they went five and eleven last year. I think they'll have more wins than that. I'm gonna say either seven and nine or eight and eight. I'm gonna say. Okay, right about five hundred. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think John Fox will. He's not gonna put up with Cutler's crap, that's for sure. And I, I like the coaches on the team. You know, Adam Gase and and uh, you know, and, and Vic Fangio and and John Fox. I think they're gonna. This might not be the most talented Bears team, but I think that those coaches are gonna get their you know, the most out of these guys. I really okay. do. Because um, last year, the, the coaching staff was clueless with Tressman and, and Mel Tucker. These coaches are very smart coaches who have won, and I think they're going to get the, the best out of these guys. And like I said, they might not be a great team on paper, but I think sometimes when you have a coaching staff that pushes a team, even the most talented of teams, the non-talented teams can, can win seven or eight games. So I the Bears look like 500, but you never know. Like we said about Geno Smith, about how the Jets are going to be, it's the same with Bears and Jay Cutler. It depends how Cutler plays. But I think the offense is going to be made simple enough for him to uh, succeed. I don't think the Bears are going to ask a lot from him, you know. They're not – I mean, I know it's the same offense that Peyton Manning played in the last, what, few years, but they're not going to ask him to be Peyton Manning. They're just going to – I think they're going to simplify – the uh, the offense for him, I think it's going to be very very simple. Where he's not going to be asked to do, you know, crazy expect have crazy expectations in my eyes. Right. Yeah. Well, good luck to your Bears. I'm shooting for Can't ten wait. wins for the Vikings this year. It could happen. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how we'll see what, what Bridgewater if he if he progresses in the second year or regresses or we'll this time will tell. I mean. You I think definitely I, the talent. I, I, I got, yeah, I got high hope. I mean, I always have high hope, but in terms of what they did last year, Teddy really came through towards the second half of the season, really started to, you know, get the playbook down, going through his read. Um, so, and, and what I like is this will be his second year as, as a team in terms of right. head coach, you know, North Turner, the offensive coordinator. I mean, at least, not you know, being a rookie last year as well as, you know, going through a whole new system as a team, 
I think it will fit a lot better. Plus, our defense is, I think our defense is going to get back this year. I think it's going to be just ridiculous. Yeah, I think you guys, you guys could make the playoffs. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a possibility this year. Yeah. I mean, the big thing will be going through Green Bay. Hopefully, we can at least get a split out of them. Yeah. You know, I think that'll be a huge, huge aspect of it. But, but here's hoping. And uh, top of the hour, so I'll come to the conclusion for our show. Just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, you listen to the Gridiron Talk coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. Both our Facebook page, Twitter handle. Um, your co-host Simon, DJ. Nice work for the night. I know we're we're a football show, but tomorrow night go Lightning. Saturday night go Blackhawks. I'm hoping for a Blackhawks and Lightning, my favorite team against my hometown team. If they can go to the game, to one of these games here in Tampa. So I'm, I'll be rooting hard for the Bolts tomorrow night and the uh, and the Hawks on Saturday night. All right, that'd be pretty sweet for you to be. Yeah, I'm hoping to that. <laughs> go to the. I can You know what I can do? Final. I can wear a, I can wear a lightning shirt underneath my Blackhawks shirt. If the Blackhawks are crap in the bed, I can just <laughs> take it off. <laughs> uh, you would still you would still root for your Blackhawks, right? Yeah. Regardless. I, yeah. If the Blackhawks lose to the Ducks, if it's Ducks Lightning, I'll be rooting hard for the Lightning because I do like the Lightning are my second favorite team. I mean, I all the Tampa right. teams are my second favorite teams after my favorite teams. You know. Um, right. But if it's Lightning Blackhawks, I'm sorry. I mean, I know, you know, I, I want to see Tampa win a championship, but not at my team's expense. So we'll see. Something tells me it's not going to be Blackhawks Lightning because every time I want something like that to happen, one of them loses or they both lose, you know? Right. <laughs> so oh. we'll see. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Everyone have a good night. Tune back in next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.